0: And welcome, everybody, to a brand new CarCast here as we watch somebody try to cut us off immediately because, of course, I'm Owen Newkirk alongside Sean Shapiro, who is playing injured tonight, so like any t- uh, you know respectable hockey writer, he's not going to let a little viral laryngitis fight or keep him from notoriety and glory and fame and fortune. So, Sean, kudos to you, and I, w- I would like to say I try to speak softly You try to not overpower your your weaker voice tonight. But let's face it, that's just (laughs) not my style, is it? No, no. And this voice actually is, uh,
1: believe it or not, is much better than what I sounded like three or four days ago when I was basically mute and sounded
0: like I smoked six packs a day. And frankly, I'm not going to do a car cast by myself. Even if you were in the car and you couldn't be perceived audibly, it would not have... Now, look, I can have a conversation with myself. I don't think there's any doubt of that. That being said, nobody wants to visit to crazy town. We're going to try to avoid that. and Instead, talk about something we haven't been able to talk about since the Stars began a four-game road trip a week ago Sunday, which is two points and a win. Two points, a win, and um,
1: actual... Very cliched, but the actual the buzzword in the locker room today afterwards was the uh, it was a full 60 minutes. We haven't seen that in quite a while, even. That's even not long correct.
0: Before. It's wrong. No. But they defended well. But yes. they, I did not like their third period. One uh, bit. No, no. I look, look. The Calgary Flames have a plus 28 goal differential in third periods of play this year. It's incredible. I think it. They have the most. Goals in the NHL in a third period at least they did coming into today's game and so they're a really good third period team as evidenced by the fact that they have seven wins this season when trailing going into the third period tonight was not one of them but Sean after 40 minutes of utter domination by the Stars it was a 9-2 to unofficial quality chance advantage for the Flames in the third and fortunately Ben Bishop was great we'll get to that but i i i would dispute they played a full 60. I wasn't sure that I didn't think the third period was all that great.
1: Yeah, you can uh, you can make that argument and i can see it and um, it's a game where probably when we're saying a full 60, i'm thinking about what we saw. By i mean this was like, well, this don't get the, me yeah, wrong, it, was just, it
0: wasn't a, wasn't a And it was a third period dreadful third period. It just wasn't a, they didn't create much offensively and i know uh, they spent way too much time hemmed in their own zone. I also, it, I wasn't, also, it wasn't like watching the Las Vegas game no, or the first period in Colorado. And they also, I also don't
1: think they let up that many quality chances. Like, there was quality chances, but the third period, it, there wasn't ever a point where I really felt like
0: Calgary was going to. There were no breakaways. There were no backdoor <coughs> passes. And so that was a plus. Let's go back, because we have a tendency to start talking about the lead like any good writer does instead of talking about it chronologically, which is fine. But let's go back to the first period. The first two or three shifts were very alarming. Calgary was the better team. They had a couple of looks. One scoring chance. It was a Hammonick shot from the top of the left circle that Bishop fought off with a little bit of traffic in front. And I'll tell you what, Sean. I went, uh Uh-oh. This team doesn't look ready to play. They did not look ready to play in the first two minutes, no. But that quickly was dismissed, and they went on to really carry the play in the first two periods. Better the chances. If Valachushkin could find any finish in his game, he would have had a hat-trick tonight. He had four quality chances. He had a couple of really good rush plays, driving the net. Just couldn't quite put the In soccer, they always say the final touch. He didn't have the final touch tonight, as he has yet to have this season. And he's and
1: it's not even just the final touch, it's something where it's the element of we talk about it and and some people have have asked me on Twitter, like, there's no way an NHL player can't lift the puck. Well Val can lift the puck. Of course puck. he can. You can yeah, see scoring he, in practice. Of course he can lift can he the puck. you put it
0: in the roof of the net? The yes, problem
1: is, The problem is, can you lift the puck when you're in pressure, and can you get that elevation when you're in tight, when you're getting back-checked, and all of those things, those are the things he has not been able to do. Right. And it's just, it's, it's there is some things to like about his game. There's some things to like about where he's going, but... I, I hate to say this, we're talking about what may have been one of his best games we've seen. I hate to say this, but it's he doesn't have the ability. He doesn't have that that last piece that you need to be a goal
0: scorer, and that's what he. what that's what the stars are hoping he could be. Well, the encouraging thing for Val tonight was that the Dennis Gurionov experiment on the top line didn't last very long. That's it's a it's a twisted way of phrasing this because they started with Ben Bennett, Sagan, and As we've seen so many occasions, let's get Radulov right back out there with those guys. But tonight, Sean, the Russian wingers, and I'm not talking about Guryanov. Guryanov. Sorry, I'm not talking about Radulov. Guryanov and Nichushkin on the wings with Devin Shore in the middle showed some promise. Mm -hmm. Speed on both sides. Guryanov looked really good tonight. There were some instances where he was flying around. And you know what he does that Val doesn't do? he goes for that finishing check once in a while on four-check pressure. He missed a couple of hits where he, he flew by the guy. But he's, he's trying Val almost never finishes yeah, that hit. Denny has the um, has a bit of that edge that
1: you want Val to have. Oh,
0: dying he's to. He's not because he, Val's such a big guy. Yeah, and
1: Denny's not
0: Denny's not exactly really big. Well, Val, he's six foot two and he's getting stronger and he's not small he's not small but he doesn't have he doesn't is a little bit bigger he doesn't have the horse size as the way as the way jim montgomery likes to refer sure. to val um i'm six feet tall i weigh 200 pounds i'm not a small guy i had i saw denny uh obviously we talked to him in the locker room i saw him and chatted with him at the stars family christmas party on sunday and realized he is a bit taller than I am. And he's a big kid. Mm-hmm. So saying he's small now, maybe not by NHL standards. He's not six yeah. foot six like Martin Hansel, but then he's not a small guy. When he gets going, I'm sure he hits you like a truck. Yeah. And he's got a bit of an edge and he has
1: a, he also, one of the things he does and you can, he's always been a player. And this is one of the things that he's kind of had to find that balance within over the past couple of years going all the way to, to, to the AHL. Um, he needed to find that balance of how when he could play physically, when he could play that game in the defensive end and on the forecheck and still impact the game offensively. Sure. And we saw that tonight. We saw where he was able to do the little things in other places well, and he was still also able to uncork that speed and create chances on the rush. And, and he had a good like shot. And
0: yeah. I, I actually think that there were a couple instances tonight where he was available – for a stretch pass with speed through the middle of the ice that the Stars did not attempt and part of the thing I think that they have to get used to is playing with him because not a lot of players on the Stars team make that, that play through the middle no, no and so I think some of the centers when under possession went elected for the smart safer play of gaining the red line and then just dumping it in I think if they play with Gurianoff more you might actually see them try to, to link up a
1: little bit more which would be a good thing yeah and because you don't have... Uh, also, and that line is interesting, too, because Devin Shore, Devin Shore is a natural
0: center. Awesome. He hasn't played a lot of centers Exactly. Yeah, but he is a natural center. <laughs> well, and it was interesting because... By the way, keep that to yourself, because as a guy that uses his voice for a living, I don't <laughs> need that.
1: The other interesting thing tonight was just where Shore played was it was kind of surprising he was there because... There's another natural center in Foxa, which played center really, almost basically exclusively in his NHL career, was on the wing even with Jason Spezza out with illness tonight, sure. and because Foxa was playing left wing with, uh, Ansel and Pitlick, and it was a role that Radic actually, um, I was skeptical. I thought I thought by the end of the first period, I, I by the end of the first period we'd see Foxa between two of the Russians because it was just I didn't think it was going to work right um but he played well in that spot and that line worked out pretty well they scored the second goal and
0: um it's something to kind of just think about going forward as Jim Montgomery said after the game that duo with Hansel and Fox is a heavy line yeah it is and he liked that it would create a heck of a shutdown uh grouping with Tyler Pitlick on the right side So, not bad. And plus, the Yanmark Dickinson and Como line has some chemistry. Yeah. And they do some things that I like. Uh, The first Stars goal came relatively late in the first period. And it was, I guess you'd characterize it as Tyler Sagan scoring off Jamie Ben Skate. Yeah. And so, but that's also credit to Ben going to the net. That's not the first time they've been able to play a bang-bang play. I think the last time Sagan hit Ben, it was on the other side, the, the left post instead of the right post. That sounds right. Yeah. But nonetheless, they have an innate ability to find each other. And Sagan, for all the talk about what a goal scorer he is, and he had a couple of goals in Colorado, which was a good thing to see, he is also a playmaker. Mm-hmm. And he can pass it beautifully, and he did that tonight again with, uh, with a milestone goal for Jamie Ben as he passes Bill Goldsworthy on the yep. all-time franchise goals list.
1: Yeah, and it was, uh, at top line was, it was it was good tonight. It wasn't dominant, but it was good. And they also created, and it was a situation where in that first period, that was a goal they really needed because. Oh, did they ever. Because
0: that's the first period where they could have been up two or three nothing. Probably should have been. Yeah. And actually, Sean, in the first 40 minutes, they had 21 scoring chances by my unofficial tally. And they had two goals. Well, and in that's the, not enough. In the first period, we talked about what we talked
1: about what Val did. Also, the one where Miro beats Riddish, Hit to, him right on the corner it, bar. It hits it, it, the
0: elbow of the goal. Um, yep. Then, um,
1: what's the other chance I'm thinking of right now?
0: Um, there were mu- yeah, there were multiple. Quite a few, there were not. Was, I had nine in the first and eleven yeah. in the second. Or no, sorry, ten in the first 11 and eleven in the second. Not much on the power play. Yeah, uh, power play was terrible wasn't great. They didn't have a lot of power play time. They only had two. Well, both of them were terrible. But they weren't great. They had Jamie had one play where Hayeskin had took a shot, and he had a high-tip play that just went wide. That was good, but they didn't do much. Uh, their penalty kill, though, Sean, the, the Flames power play has been operating at a very lethal percentage lately. And I think around 30% over their last 11 games, which is really something. Mm-hmm. And... The Stars special, didn't give them much of anything. And the Flames special teams in general had been great. The Flames had scored a shorthanded goal in four straight games. Yeah, and their, their PK overall has only given yeah. up one, I think, in their last yeah. six or seven, I think. So good good night for the Stars overall. They get the You mentioned the Fox goal in the second period. The other thing I really wanted to bring up, besides the disappointing third period for me, as far as being hemmed in too much, is the fact that Garnett Hathaway made his presence felt tonight. Yes, he did. In the second period, particularly, as he made contact with the face mask of <laughs> Stars' starting goaltender Van Bishop with his shoulder, in a play that, on first glance, looked bad—looked like it was a you know hit the goalie—you get a penalty. On viewing the replay, I believe that's a headshot. And, I, 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 and you know, he made absolutely no effort to avoid Ben Bishop, who is not eligible to be checked, even though he was playing the punter. I thought it was, I, so I'll be
1: honest, when I saw it live, I thought it was a sell job. Sure, yeah. It's like yeah, the punter, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. When I saw it live, I thought it was a sell job. And I actually saw, um, I and when I saw it live, I thought it was a sell job. But then when I watched the replay, it was clear to me that it was, it was head contact. He got and
0: clocked in the head, and that... There's no place in the game for hitting anybody in the head, especially these days when we know about concussion issues. But in no circumstances should you ever hit a goal. Well, it was it wasn't
1: as high as high. Uh high speed or as uh, high speed or... It, it, it missed Here's the thing, help.
0: Sean. I don't think he leaned into Ben Bishop to make no, it hit, no, but, but he it was, also didn't try to get away. And but, you, the onus is on the player not to hit the
1: goal. But right. it was it's just like, literally almost the exact same spot where we saw Cody Eakin level
0: Henrik Lundqvist. And didn't Cody Eakin get a game misconduct? And suspended for two years. And didn't get a suspension. Right. Yeah. So... Garnett Hathaway got a two-minute minor for goalie or interference on the goaltender, which is farcical. Mm -hmm. And once you saw the replay, you wondered if if Ben Bishop might get pulled for concussion protocol, not because he was acting funny, but because he got hit in the face and his head snapped and he did shake it off slowly. It wasn't a, a... My first thought was that he might be milking a little bit just to make sure he gets the call. Yeah. Not that a goalie has never done that before. However, he... With six minutes to go, six and a half to go in the, in the period, he got uh, yanked. Yep. And as on Hudobin came in, made a couple of very good saves. And then there was a bit of a debate we had up in the press box was, would you keep Hudobin in, who is now warmed up into the game and feeling fresh and, you know, carrying a shutout? Or if he clears protocol, do you put Ben Bishop back in? Or has he cooled off too much?
1: And I actually asked Jim Montgomery about this after the game. Yes. And he said it was easy decision. He asked, he asked Ben Bishop what he wanted. It was his game. He we went back to him. And um, I like that, actually. I, I, like, I like that decision. Um, I do like that. I, I thought it was good that the timing worked well, that Bishop could return at
0: the start of a period. That's better than back in during the
1: play. Um, and I think that actually has a that that, that makes it a lot easier for me because even if I was a coach, if I was looking at it from a coaching perspective, one thing I might have I might have been more hesitant. Say it happened like two minutes into the second period, right? And all of a sudden Bishop is cleared to go with like seven minutes left in the second. right. That was cold. He's cold, and I, I think and, he, and he's kind of rushing his way back. That. He's kind of he, he finishes he finishes going through the protocol and all of a sudden he's sure he's, he's rushing to get his body ready to go back in. He finished the concussion protocol about three or four minutes into the intermission, had the fifteen minutes to get ready, and so it was just like restarting a game for him. And so I, I'm 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 very I'm very You thought uh, that was handled I well. I thought that was handled well. So yeah.
0: Bishop comes back in and, and look, he answers the question of is it a good idea? Because you're a little concerned with, you know, if he gets cold, is it now is he more susceptible to an injury or just not being as sharp what if he gives up a goal and now you start second guessing well as we talked about the Stars did not play well as far as clearing their zone in the third period they got hemmed in a lot credit to Calgary who has one of the better third period pushes of any team in the NHL we documented that and Bishop was outstanding I don't think he had to make too many (laughs) 10 bell saves but he made a bunch of 6s and 7s that were really solid
1: and he was that calming factor that's the thing that when he's when he's at his best he's at that he he calms the group around him he he controls rebounds he's not he's not doing putting too much extra motion into his game right and that's what we saw and he was he was good and hill and he finishes he made 12 saves in the third period um because of the because uh, he left the game, he doesn't get the shutout officially. It becomes a team shutout, it's a combined shutout and it's the, uh, it's the first combined shutout in, in franchise history even going back to 67 for the North Stars. So kind of a bit of history there and um, one of those stretches where it's just I guess it's, it's kind of funny to think about it actually, isn't it where because remember when Lundquist got ran by Cody Egan, uh-huh. he shut the stars out in that game. It kind of fired he, him up, did he, he, he shut the Stars out in that game. And I believe it was anti Ranta. anti Ranta came in, played for about five or six minutes. They got the combined shutout. Lundqvist did not get the shutout. I remember talking yep. about it after that game where all of a sudden, ah, sucks. Lundqvist didn't get the shutout when he basically shut. And Ranta yeah. only faced like two shots. And now we're saying the same thing where Bishop doesn't get the – but I think it's – if you give Bishop the shutout, it, it's it's hard because that's the stat gets tricky then. Because, yes, it does. Because obviously, when Hudobin came in, the you team got, gets
0: credit for yeah, one.
1: Yes, but the not team, not the individual, yes. which is and, tricky and it's and not fair. But that's just. And also, yep,
0: we have to give Hudobin. He only faced three shots, but he made two
1: really nice yep, saves.
0: Very good saves, and not having advantage of a full warm up. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's get to the lightning round here. Hunter writes in: I just want to dominate the two period two periods like that on the road. Why can't we do that?
1: Why can't we do that on the road? Well. A good question that the stars don't have an answer to right now. Um the other thing to think about it is team's depth gets exposed more on the road. That is a just it's an unfortunate fact of not unfortunate, it's just you team depth gets because of last change, because of matchups, things like that, you get exposed more on the road in depth, and the stars have still been figuring out their depth and figuring things out. Yep. So for them to be able to do what they did tonight on the road, they really need to have that consistency. And I thought tonight, if you if you notice Owen with the lines tonight, tonight was a situation with the lines where there was actually some pretty good consistency with it. While yes. there was while there was the flip from they, Radulov, they did to it and, early. Well, they right. flipped Radulov and Guryanov. Other than that, it was pretty much the same four throughout the night.
0: Right. And here's so, the other thing, Sean. Jim Montgomery said this in the post game: was, you know, we looked better tonight because we had two days at home. We've been on the road forever. And we, the weather's nice here in Texas. That makes you feel better. We had a good practice and the fans are cheering you on as opposed to booing you. Although I, I laugh, I, at, I laugh at
1: the weather comics. We were in California. Yeah. And, was, and, uh,
0: and Vegas isn't exactly yeah, the so I, 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 freezing. I, I kind of, I kind of chuckled. But he's right. He I, said, I, look, I, they had a chance to hang out yeah. with their kids. If they have kids, yeah. I understand home, that. But I kind of chuckled in an apartment yeah. instead of a hotel room or yeah. a house.
1: Except for Gavin Mather,
0: but well, yeah, but Taylor is yeah, okay. right. the defense. <laughs> you get, you get what I'm saying. Nonetheless, um, all right. Sam uh, Valenti writes in. Just wanted to comment that I love the CarCast. You guys are always deliver an entertaining and informative show. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Sam. Thank you. Stefan Dreyer wants to know or wants to try again. He said since the audio for the last CarCast was lost, I'll try my luck again with the Polak question. Little does Stefano, we don't know, or he doesn't know whether we actually answered that before or not. So mm-hmm. we'll leave him in suspense yeah. on that. But he did say, Roman Polak is the most surprising and entertaining player the Stars had have had in a while. Does something fun every game, and when he gets points, they are glorious. Well, his first Dallas Stars goal was glorious. There's really, yeah. that's the best way to describe well, it. Well, and his assist was the no-look, uh, the, no, no, the backhand, no look stretch, backhand pass. stretch pass. Yeah, right? um, Which was the Yanmark goal, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yes, look, Roman Polak has been the biggest surprise for me this season as far as a positive because I will admit that when he was signed, I questioned it because I thought, geez, that's a handcuff to Dylan Hetherington, who isn't he essentially the same guy? And also because we heard a lot of grumbling comments from media and fans up in Toronto, right? I mean, yes. for the last couple of years, is a, Toronto Maple Leaf. Not a lot of fans have been happy. And he's like, geez, he's not that fast. He's slow and plotting, Had trouble getting in the lineup every night. And it's not as though the Toronto Maple Leafs have the most sparkling blue line group of the NHL. Mm-hmm. Their forwards may be a different question. But um, he has been fantastic. His personality has been great. Just hilarious guy to talk to. And the physical aspect of him being in the lineup, as we saw tonight... When Hathaway decided he wanted to take a run at Tyler Sagan, which seems like a really weird time in the game to do that. Yes. And away from the puck and unnecessary. He ended that pretty quickly, and it's great to have a guy like that on the team and not have Jamie Benn be that guy either. That's that's probably the biggest thing right there, because we know if Roman
1: Polak does not go after Hathaway there later, Jamie Benn is going to fight somebody and take a dumb fight maybe against Calgary.
0: I wondered about that because he was involved with a couple of angry moments during the game, and you just said, no, one, no, we don't want you. To, was the, it Kachuk that was, was
1: yeah, stirring things and, up? in the net, and then did you see David Riddich was thinking about uh, – I, la-
0: I have my money on uh, Ben Bishop if Riddich and Bishop were to meet at center ice. David Riddich is crazy, though. He, I, Albeit, yeah. give him that. Bishop has size and reach. Yes, he does. And he has – maybe Riddich has thrown down before. We've seen mm-hmm. Texas Tornado – we know the video, mm-hmm. so I, I my money's on Ben Bishop. Yeah, but let's 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 see it. Well, we, it's it's look. It goalie fights are really entertaining. I don't want my starting goalie getting hurt in a fight. Let's it's avoid the,
1: that. It's the one shutout situation where, as a goalie, so I've actually had a conversation with a goalie goalie recently about this, about how if you have a shutout, you're not going down there. But technically, Bishop did not have a shutout. That's he right. He wasn't officially going to get statistically get the <laughs> shutout anyway. Go for so, it. So.
0: Why not? Smart move. <laughs> Stars win because he stays in the net. Yes. Drake right there. how can you ever rely on Stephen Johns as an everyday player again with this injury? How can
1: I right now? No, I can't. But Of it's, course not at the moment. Um, I mean, how can the Pittsburgh Penguins rely on Sidney Crosby as an everyday player right, right. now? Right. Anybody it's, it's, that has a concussion yeah,
0: just, issue, or in this case, it's a neck issue. Yeah. Uh, concussion-like symptom of post-traumatic sh- headaches and stuff, but it's not actually a head injury. The neck injury.
1: The, the problem is this: this question is two. It says two. Can I? Can I? Trust, there's two different parts of can, can this. I, can I? Can I trust Steven Johns as an everyday player this season? I have a really hard time saying I can because of.
0: Well, you don't know yeah.
1: when he's going no, to. And I have return. no idea who's going to be able to return. Long term, hopefully that this is in the past and then it's gone. It's so
0: it's the short term is. There's, but this is a tough question yeah. to answer, Sean, because any player could take a shot to the head, inadvertently mm-hmm. or intentionally, mm-hmm. and it could end their career. At any time in a contact sport, mm-hmm. right? It happens, and it, it's not pretty. We don't want to see it, but it could. Football is just vicious. It's you know, you watch people play football. The question isn't if you might get injured; it's how often and how severely. Yeah. Everybody gets hurt in football. Many people suffer injuries in hockey, but you can, you don't necessarily you can play all eighty two games. Playing sixteen games in an NFL season isn't unheard of, but it's not easy. Because it's so physically taxing. So with that, with hockey, you just have to hope for the best, right? Anybody who comes off an injury, you have to say, how can you rule it? Well, just by proof. I mean,
1: here's John's injury, though, is the reason the Stars, with what they have in their defense right now and everything like that, once they're healthy on defense, relatively, they're going to carry eight. They're going to need to keep extra bodies around because of the un- known nature of things. There's obviously some other th- some other shoes have to drop to get to that,
0: but... Well, that's why you have seven or eight yeah. defensemen in your lineup. But that's
1: because of because of the un- unknown nature of things. They're going to keep right. extra bodies around.
0: Jordan wrote in on Twitter, because that's all we're doing is taking questions on Twitter, who comes out of the lineup when Jason Spezza is healthy? I really like Gurionov tonight.
1: Well, I don't think Gurionov's coming out. One of the things, and uh, people can probably... So here's, I think Val
0: Nichushkin, even though he couldn't finish tonight, earned another game.
1: Yeah, but so here's an interesting thing about Gariano that people – everyone talks about, oh, well, why did it, – it, this is kind of funny to me because there's two levels to this. So Joel Hanley plays tonight, right? And I know there's some people who are upset that he played over Julius Hanka. The reason Joel Hanley was waived – and I told you about this during the game and people can read about this in the twenty twenties. The reason Joel Hanley was waived was so the stars can find a way to keep Dennis Gurionov on the roster right during this during the holiday freeze.
0: So Yeah, things get a little tricky because of this roster so freeze I, coming up. I'm, I'm gonna 20th. try and keep
1: this as black and white as possible and there's a story that has lots so Alright, ho-
0: buckle in folks. There may be math yeah. involved. So there's a holiday roster freeze that goes into effect in about twenty four hours. Right, right now. 11.59 yep. p.m. Wednesday, so basically before the clock strikes 12 on Thursday yep. the 20th. If you're on the
1: NHL roster on that day, you cannot be sent down, you cannot be traded, you cannot...
0: Right, you're you're, you're, you're locked in, in so it's basically a rule so that players don't get cut, yep. released, traded, or whatever on during the holiday freeze, when, during yes. Christmas. However, there's an exception. However, mm-hmm. there's an exception to the rule. If you
1: take a player off injured reserve to add them to, John Klingberg, who will come off injured sure. reserve... If you take a player off injured reserve and put them on the roster, if you have a player that's been called up from the AHL after December 11th, you have to send them down. Okay, to make room. To make room. If you don't have someone who was sent down after December 11th, you can go over the roster limit. You can actually have more than 23. You can have you can have 24. But because Dennis Gurianov is on the team and he reaches that criteria, matches that criteria of having been sent down, called up after December 11th, any move that brings the stars over twenty three, over twenty four pl- to twenty four players, he has to be sent down. Yep. So the reason Joel Hanley was waived, and the reason w- was waived, and so the Stars have ha- were able to make the decision tomorrow of, are they basically are go- are they going to keep Joel Hanley and then lose Dennis Guriano when Klingberg comes back, or are they going to w- send Joel Hanley down tomorrow? That way. Dennis Garionov can stay when John Klingberg comes back and then basically look at, okay, well, if we go into Thursday games against Chicago, we're going to have to play Julius Honka because we can't have Joel Hanley.
0: And Hanley was good ba- Or
1: Gavin Bay-Ruther. That's the other
0: one, too. You so can it down. So to well. summarize that, because that may be confusing yes. or you might have tuned out already, keep tra- tabs on Wednesday's practice. That's tomorrow or today, depending on what time you're listening. It's technically today because yeah. after midnight central time. But we have... Fans all over the globe. So, nice. But no, uh, Stars practice tomorrow. It'll be twelve fifteen, twelve thirty. Yeah. And if they feel that John Klingberg is good enough to go on Thursday, I think you'll see Hanley set down, even though they – I think they really liked what he did tonight. Yes. And they put him back in to play with Fadoon because they'd been winning with that six mm-hmm. defensive group, the yeah. group of six, and mm-hmm. they weren't in the couple of games that Honka was back in, even though they liked – Honka's game better than some of his previous outings, so look at tomorrow's practice. If you see yeah, Klingberg feeling, I mean, he looked good on Monday, Yeah. But it was his first one in a while with the team. If they decide that he's definitely a go for Thursday, then I think you'll see that transaction. Yes. If they're not sure, then they probably don't make a move for Hanley before the the roster freeze. Which and he- then that means that that possibly Bayreuther gets the well. He's been up longer. So it would be Guryanov well, if they, they wanted, wanted to play him for Thursday. Guryanov would have to be right. It's or Bayruth is not an option either. Or what happens if it's
1: for Saturday? Either then they yeah. lose Guryanov. Either way. So it's basically the other. The other thing is you. The other decision you look at is you look at it this way, and this is just a interesting judgment of how you look at things, and you never want to look down on an opponent. But if yes. you look at Chicago is not playing well. Julius, we're talking about a third pairing defenseman.
0: Although and, they did rally okay, and yeah, beat but, the Predators but, uh, yes, tonight. But, yes, but look at but it this way. They don't look, have Corey but, Crawford but now. Look at, but you look, look at yes. the
1: scale. You look at the scale. No, you're we're right. Looking, looking at, we, do we keep a top six winger for five games? Right. Or do we keep a defenseman for one, basically?
0: And a third-pairing defenseman. Yes. As and so, strong as Hanley yes. has been playing. And so really it comes down to... And I don't think there's much of a decision there if I, Klingberg's ready to play.
1: No, even if Klingberg's not ready to play, I think Hanley... I, I just...
0: Mike, Just to be able to...
1: Because I think what Guryanov did tonight says he's valuable enough. We want him in the lineup on Saturday. We want him in the lineup. And they can for, always call
0: Sunday. Hanley back up after the freeze. Yes, they can. Which is only, what? There's three more games before the Christmas break for the Stars. They play Chicago on yes. Thursday. Then they're in Minnesota on <coughs> Saturday. And they're back home against the Islanders on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Busy weekend. And then there's the one game after the 27th game that's is in the last, Nashville, yeah, yeah. which is a one-off. Yeah,
1: but that's the last one that's in, still in the freeze.
0: The freeze is what 28th? Uh, yeah, so, the stars play
1: one game that's in there.
0: And then they're they're playing again at home after the Nashville game. Was mm-hmm. it the 29th? No, no. Uh, 29th
1: and 31st, right?
0: Right. Yes. So they play uh, Saturday, Monday.
1: Yes. Right.
0: Monday, of course the the Canadians, the habitants, the hockey, de club, they I don't speak French. Uh, as, as you Montreal. and I, as
1: you and I said during the game, it's there's some weird rules in this
0: league. There are some bizarre ones because it some of it actually almost feels like they backdoor some of these rules because they they write out their collective bargaining agreement and then they go, uh oh. What do we do in this instance? Well, there's, and okay. then they start making – they and they're not making things up, but they have to a, amend these if, things. If
1: anyone ever wants to go down a weird legal loophole <laughs> – uh, not loophole, weird legal wormhole, and it's actually kind of fun in the process, just sift through the CBA and read things. Like, for example – Yes, like, I've like, done like, this before like, and found like, weird like, things. Like, you may not know that while the Stars lost Jamel Smith on waivers to the Bruins, the Boston Bruins paid about $4,000 to the Dallas Stars to get Jamel Smith. Which is crazy, isn't like, right? it? And or as the waiver claim, as the waiver claim, they paid four. The stars got four thousand dollars. Basically, it's it's like the transfer fee in soccer. Right, like,
0: but a, but uh, at a yeah. minuscule at a scale. scale.
1: Minuscule scale. Or for example, it's in the CBA that if an emergency backup goalie dresses, he gets his jersey,
0: he gets to keep it.
1: He gets his jersey and five hundred dollars. Like that's like that's the type of stuff. Where uh, which it's is like,
0: another reason Sean is lobbying to be on the e bug list. Yes, clearly, just because he would like that jersey. And $500. And $500. I would learn to play goalie for that mm-hmm. possible outcome. Yes. But I'm a few years to probably maybe 30 years removed from that of getting to the point where I could do that. I could learn to play goalie now. Yeah. But probably not to the point of which I could be an emergency NHL backup. Probably not. Yeah, probably not. Anyway. So, on that note, <laughs> uh will be back Thursday. Mm-hmm. As long as I decide that being in a confined, sharing airspace (laughs) isn't as detrimental as Sean has made it seem with the coughing toward his own window, but I'm worried about the ricochet, the rebound. Um, So we'll see. Living dangerously here in the uh, vehicle of Shapiro. Well, the health's been improving, so. Um. (laughs) Which is mildly concerning, to say the least.
1: Everyone have a uh, wonderful evening, and uh, pay attention to the uh, practice tomorrow. See what happens with we'll the roster moves. We'll
0: looking to see if number three comes back in for the Blackhawks or the Wilds.